Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 95, how to incorporate Piggy and Gerald into elementary STEM. I'm so excited today because I am talking about something that I absolutely love, and that is creating STEM or makerspace around literature. And today I'm going to focus on one of my very favorite authors of children's literature, and that is Mo Willems. He writes the best stories. They're fun. They're engaging. The characters are relatable for kids. They re- he really brings the story to life with his illustrations and his words and and just as characters in general. I love them. And in this case, I'm talking about Piggy and Gerald, two of my very favorite characters that Mo Willem creates. And we're talking all about how to incorporate them into elementary STEM. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so today I want to talk about incorporating characters or, you know, literature into STEM. When we're thinking about STEM, we are thinking about science and technology, engineering, math. And I think that those practices and those then, you know, those, those principles are really, really important when we're getting kids to think critically and we're getting kids to, you know, solve problems and come up with solutions and create models and that represent the solution and all that type of thinking that goes on in, in possibly your STEM class or even in your classroom or even in your, in your media center. I think all of that, you know, integrated thinking is so crucial, especially right now in in coming up with all of these problems that we have in the world. So I think it's I think it's a vital time to be teaching be teaching STEM. And if you are, you know, starting to dabble in that, especially in the younger grades, I think it's okay and it's important for kids to be working through a process and to start to really understand that. So when we look at like the engineering design process, I think it's really important for kids to kind of work through this and see and see how this feels and like try this on and like they're very natural thinkers and they're very curious and I I think that plays into that and it's so important for for us to to foster that and 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 allow it to cultivate and develop in our classrooms so and sometimes you know when we get very rigid with like it must be this way it must be that way it makes it so much more difficult for kids to like to think critically and think outside of the box and we have to allow for some of those things to happen we need to be learning to allow you know kids to learn from failure and to fail so that they can see that failure is success turned inside out and that they can see that they can pick themselves up and continue moving forward And I think with makerspace and STEM activities, we are giving kids the opportunity to do a lot of that inquiry and discovery and, you know, and for them to be able to start to recognize that that there are endless possibilities. And I think I think that's really important. And so when I took a look at some at the at the standards in engineering, really, especially for K through three. 
I really, I looked at them and I'm like, okay. So the first one talks about asking questions, making observations, and gathering information about a situation people want to change to define a simple problem that can be solved through the development of a new or improved object or tool. So I'm looking for something that's going to solve a specific problem. And I, I've got to gather information about it. I've got to ask questions about it. I've got to make, you know, I've got to find out information and then I have to determine how I'm going to solve this problem. So that's an important thing to keep to keep in mind. When I look at the second standard, it's develop a simple sketch, a drawing, or a physical model to illustrate how the shape of an object helps its function as needed to solve a given problem. So what does this look like, basically? What does this tool look like? What does this model look like? Or is it just a simple sketch or drawing? And we can do that. And I think we do that a lot. But I think when we're allowing kids to do hands-on activities, it, it's, it's you know, their, their minds are thinking, their bodies are working and it's it's allowing those types of learners to really grow and 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 like flourish and also kids that have a more difficult time with this type of thinking it, it stretches them it challenges them and i think i think we all might need to be challenged a little bit in that creative kind of critical thinking and that those are the two standards that I that I really focus on. Now, I I think it's also important not to leave out this third standard, which is to analyze data from tests of two objects to design designed to solve the same problem to compare the strengths and weaknesses of how each performs. I think it's also important to keep that in mind because we want kids to look at and compare and contrast different solutions. We want them to be able to learn from the experience. We also want them to revise. So I think that that's another critical part of what we're doing when we're doing makerspace activities or when we're doing STEM activities. And in this case, I'm going to I'm going to refer to our our thinkers, our our you know as as makers. I I say that I end up saying that a lot. I feel like and because I I have a makerspace in my media center and I want it to be a space where they're, you know, creative and they're thinking and they're building and they're they're they are doing a lot of that analysis and they're also finding information and asking questions and then they're they've got their their hands dirty. Like they're getting their hands dirty. And with the with the way that things are right now, they have to have an individual I have to do an individual approach. So it's, you know, individual baggies of things or individual pieces of construction, I mean cardboard or, you know, independent individual scissors and things like that. So it makes it a lot more difficult and having them, you know, socially distanced that makes it a lot more difficult. But I don't want to let go of this because I just think it's so crucial and I think it's so important. So I have created a Piggy and Gerald um, building. I've built some building challenges and I have them available in my shop. If you're interested on TPT, I'll link to them in the show notes. But I took a really close look at the Piggy and Gerald books and they are perfect for you know, looking at problems, because there's always a problem in the story that it that that Piggy or Gerald or both are trying to solve. And it is it's when you look at them, you know, they're very simple text. So they make it fun for younger children. And the speech bubbles make it really, you know, like this, they know who's talking, it helps with dialogue. It's there's so many reading standards that you can cover. There's a lot of inferring too, though, because there's a lot of 
of work going on in the illustrations. Mo Willems does such a good job with the illustrations as well as the words. And he like he puts a lot of clues and context in those illustrations. So that's a powerful standard to cover when you're looking at Piggy and Gerald. But the other part of it is, is that it's not just little or younger children that love those stories. I mean, I had fifth graders last year in my office who, because I, I have a giant basket of Piggy and Gerald books, they they wanted to read them all every time, like, you know, after they had reflected on their issue and whatever, um, they would ask to read those books. And I always let them and they're always excited about them. So I think that they can be used in a multitude, you know, multitude of grade levels. I think they're really fun. So for my challenges, I took out, I picked out 10 different books and there's so many so you can always you can always pick you know something different but I I'm going to share the ones that I that I have in my challenges I picked should I share my ice cream I picked can I play too let's go for a drive a big guy took my ball waiting is not easy I will fly my new friend is so fun I love my new toy I broke my trunk and are you ready to play outside? So these were ones that I thought were, you know, that they were fun, they were engaging, and I think that they have some specific problems that we could work around. Something to keep in mind when you're doing a STEM or makerspace activity is you want to keep it open, open-ended. You want to allow for kids to be very creative and to come up with their own solutions. You don't want to stifle them by saying, like, for example, when I when I was creating. Um, the drive one, let's go for a drive. When I, we, when I created, let's go for a drive. I was thinking like you could develop, you know, a new, you know, an improvement on a car that already exists. So you could think of a car and I'm like, I don't want to be specific. I really want it to be more open-ended. I want them to think about some type of transportation tool that they could use to get Piggy and Gerald and all their stuff. They have so much stuff in the story um, from one place to another. So I didn't want to give them that they had to be a car. I really wanted to see what they would come up with. And also, this is such a great way to in, incorporate incorporate force and motion and, you know, push and pull. And so even gravity. (laughs) So I think that there's like so many elements that you could cover using this one particular book. And I, again, I wanted it to be open-ended. I wanted to allow for kids to really think. And I gave these challenges to some teachers in my, in my Facebook group, Makerspace, a Makerspace Thinking and Learning with Trina Debery. And they, and I'll link to that too, if you're interested in joining and I, cause I wanted to have some eyes, some other teachers eyes on this before I posted it in my store and I got some really incredible feedback. So I was super excited about it. And it was interesting because somebody wrote me back and they were talking about their, when they, because one of the challenges has to do with when they're, are you ready to play outside? And so they have to create some, something, a, a type of cover that will keep that's waterproof that will keep Piggy and Gerald dry because it's raining. It ends up raining in the story. And I set a cover and and I, I meant as far as like anything that will cover that, that could 
it could be an umbrella, but it also could be a multitude of other things. And I want to see what kids think of. I want to see what where their brain is going, because they're going to have to ask some questions about this. They're going to have to ask questions. They're going to have to imagine. They're going to have to create. They're going to have to figure out that if it works or doesn't. They do have some constraints in the challenge. I think it's important to give some constraints so that kids have some parameters to work around that very often is how scientists and engineers are working you know even with this COVID vaccine they're under this time pressure like to get it done as fast as possible so I think that even time constraints can sometimes you know benefit what's work you know what a benefit the 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 working um the problem solving mentality because you know, when they have to work within a time period, which we often do have to work within a time period, that can be really difficult for some kids. And they feel like they're failing because the time is ticking away. And that's okay, because we want them to experience that so that they can learn to number one, deal with that with failure, and also to learn how to solve that, how to pick themselves back up and recover from that. So I think that that's really important too. There's a lot of lots of social and emotional things going on in these types of challenges, and I think that the, that the, that learning experience experience is vital for children, especially right now with you know the wor- way that our world is going. But anyway. When I mentioned, when I, a teacher wrote me back with some feedback and she's like, I do have a question, like, do for the cover, and they hadn't read the story. So they were asking questions and I was like, well, you know, their particular question could be answered if they read the story. So some of that, they could gather the information like we do when we're trying to solve a problem, they would gather the information from the actual story. And that's what I would want kids to do as well. And sometimes they're not going to find the exact solution because maybe they don't know what materials are waterproof, but hey, that's where testing comes in. And I think that that is, you know, can be really helpful. So um, one of the things, so anyway, so I think that is a really, can be a really powerful way to bring Piggy and Gerald into these into STEM or into makerspace. And I think it can be really fun. Now you're probably asking, how can you do this during this time of social distance? Well, that's where they may have individual, you know, materials. And so you might have to, you know, allow them to have, you know, uh, their own set of cardboard or their own set of scissors, their own set of tape there, you know, that does, it's more time consuming for sure. But I think that it's still possible. And I think it's important. I also created a version where these challenges are um, digital, so you can get them on Google Slides. They it comes together, it comes both. You can print them as a PDF, or, and you know you can post the challenge, and then you can or you can see the you know challenge on Google Slides, and then there's like a, you work through it. Like there's a, a journal for that for kid, the kids to work through like the process. So basically, they are asking questions and they're even looking at some vocabulary because I think that that can you know be an important part. But they're asking questions and they're forming formulating questions, which can be really tricky for kids. And so I think having them do this higher level thinking where they have to actually formulate a question that is, you know, relevant to their challenge is, is important. And it takes some practice and and we want to get them practicing asking questions because we, that's what we want them to do. Essentially, we want them to ask questions so that they can find the answers to these questions. So I think that's really important. So, you know, and, and, and they have, 
natural questions when it comes to Piggy and Gerald. So I think that that's helpful when we bring in characters that they can, that they, you know, are connected to and that they are engaged with. So I think that's important. And then they, they imagine their solution. They, you can have students, you know, making a plan for their solution where they kind of decide what am I going to do? How am I going to tackle this? What materials do I need? How will my construction work? And, you know, what does this, what is this going to look like? And, and then they, they really get to it and they start, they start building and they start designing and it's so incredible to watch the, what happens. And then, then I think it's really important for them to reflect. I don't want us to leave that standard out, that third standard of, of engineering. I think we, it's important for us to, to keep that reflection piece in there and even collect data. Cause then we're bringing in some math with graphs and, and, and so forth and doing some comparing and contrasting, which is not only like a scientific and engineering type of thinking, it's also, you know, a literature based thinking and it's a standard in literature. So that's important as well. And I did include in my challenges, a compare and contrast so that they can look at other solutions where what other people came up with and they can talk about that and they can talk about what's the same and what's different. And they can talk about what they might do differently next time and then allowing them to do something differently next Next time. And I also think it's important for them to un- to really understand the problem that their solution solved or could possibly solve. And then I want them to talk about how it went. So those are the components that they're working through. So I'm going to share some of the challenges. I'm going to share one of, at least one or two of the challenges because I think you could totally do this in your classroom with, with Piggy and Gerald and, you know, with these books and to really motivate and engage students. So the first one and I did briefly mention this one, this is build a mode of transportation for Piggy and Gerald. So they're building a mode of transportation. And I think I left off the word for Piggy and Gerald. So I need to fix that. So I always give them a little hint of the problem. Piggy and Gerald are playing a game of drive, 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 drive. That's what's talked about in this in the story. Then they decide it is time to take a drive for real. However, they don't have a car. How will you solve this problem? So that's the problem. So then I've given them some challenge criteria and some constraints. So I say that the mode of transportation must hold both characters and all of their stuff. Now, what could you use for the characters? You could obviously use a little cutout of Piggy and Gerald. You could have them make Piggy and Gerald out of Play-Doh. You could have, you know, you could use marshmallows as their stuff because it's like a massive amount of stuff in the book. And maybe that could be part of it. Like you could think about like that's where you can incorporate weight and how you know heavy and what that how much weight something can hold successfully and so that's you know another aspect that you can bring into to add that math component you out there there's another the other part is the mode of transportation must be able to move from one place to another so that's when you can talk about push and pull and force of motion and so that you know, it's a natural conversation that can occur in that aspect. And then I always give them a certain amount of time. So you have blank and I've left this open for teachers. You have blank minutes to complete your challenge. So this is where you're going to decide how many minutes they have. Because if you only have a class for, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes, then you're going to give them a specific amount of time. You want to give them enough time to work through the engineering design process and to be able to reflect on it as well. And also to clean up. That's a huge thing. That's really important. So that's an example of one of the challenges that I have used in this challenge resource. 
that I feel like is really trying to get kids to think, to think critically and to use literature in this aspect. So there's just so many standards that you can you can head upon or you can touch upon that makes it makes it where they're, you know, thinking in a STEM type of mentality. So I hope that that's you like it's really got your brain thinking, thinking about what you could do with even with Piggy and Gerald or Mo Willems characters, what you could do in your classroom to touch upon science and, and engineering and thinking and hands on hands on activities. So I'm going to share some of the reviews because it was very insightful. And I think that that, you know, maybe that will help you think some more. And in in particular, like most people really loved it and like gave it five stars. Actually, everyone gave it five stars and seemed like they loved it because they said that they loved it and that they, that the having the digital aspect was really helpful because when you've got e-learners, you want to include them as well. And they can use so many different materials. You don't have to have you know, the same exact materials, unless I've given that as a constraint, like in one of the, in the challenges, I made that they had to use cardboard, they could only use cardboard, like obviously in tape and scissors. But, um, but that was the only thing that they were able to use. So that's a constraint in this problem. And, and they have to figure out how to solve that. Yeah, let's see. This person said, as a STEM teacher, I love that these use the use of the engineering design process. My K2 students will love learning this along with Elephant and Piggy. They love the challenges. They love how it's organized. They think it's made planning so much easier. So that was exciting. But I want to share the one where they specifically talk about, about the the aspects of STEM. So I think this is great. I know it's geared towards K2, but it can definitely be used with older grades. The transportation one goes with force and motion. The refrigeration one goes with types of energy as well as conductors versus insulators. So true. Um, I also like how two of these can be tried, tied to social and emotional lessons, learning how to occupy yourself and self-regulation and finding ways to include friends. Like the resources that you provided at the beginning, that you could include links to the books that were, and that I included links to the books that are available on YouTube. In my opinion, this makes it something that a teacher can just literally open and share and start and start. And there's a little prep. It took me a second to understand the task, build a device that allows Gerald to speak to whale. That's one of the challenges. She, she, when again, when you have read the story, you will have a better understanding of that. And also, I'm curious to see what the kids think. Um, let's see. But that could just be me. And then she said, I didn't immediately occur to me that they were building a boat or a flotation device to get closer to the whale. Now that was interesting to me because I didn't think of them building a boat or a flotation device. I was thinking more of like, maybe a megaphone or possibly a ladder to get closer to whales ears or you know and so it's interesting how and that's what I love about it that's why I think it's so important to have it open-ended because then kids can think they can come up with their own solutions so I thought that that gave me a big aha um let's see the recording passages are also really good and require students to critically think about the other solutions i could use i could use see using this for many activities in my classroom the digital version works exactly as intended i would rate this a five so that was exciting so i'm like it just makes it just gave me a lot 
of information and made me really think about about them. And it was for sure the way that I had intended. And I think that that you want to think about the reason I wanted to share some of that feedback is because I wanted you to hear what other teachers were saying. And also to, to like, think outside of like, okay, it has to be like this it doesn't have to be like that. It can be, you know, it can be, we can do things. It doesn't have to always be like, I'm going to talk about force and motion today. I'm going to read you a nonfiction story about force and motion or a nonfiction text. I should say we can use things. We can use literature too. And sometimes literature is the thing that hooks kids into reading. It, it, it's that it can be that one thing that really excites them about books. And so I think that's important. And when we make characters come alive like this and we really think through their problems, we better understand the story. But we also think in a different way. I, you know, we've got a divergent way of thinking and we have endless possibilities. And that's the thing that really excites me. So... I hope that that got you thinking, at least got you thinking about how you could do that in your classroom with a variety of literature and even possibly with Piggy and Gerald as your co-stars. If you want the work done for you, then I hope that you will find, you know, grab my product in on my shop on TPT. And if you have got, think I've got enough information, I can create these all on my own, then have so much fun with this. I hope that you enjoyed this. I love talking about, you know, different ways to get kids really thinking. This one tired teacher is feeling, you know, really excited because I love makerspace and I love STEM. And so I'm not ready for a nap. I'm ready for more thinking and learning. And I'll see you next time. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. (laughs) 